What is up, everybody? You know the deal. See the floor podcast. It's your guy, K Malone. Ryan Wilson. Got a great episode for y'all. You ready, brother? Let's get it. And I'm not even going to introduce it to y'all. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy, K Malone. Ryan Wilson. But I'm going to let y'all know, even though it's on the screen, see the floor podcast. <laughs> and this is what, I mean, part three. Cont- um, the continuation. Yeah. I mean, for yeah, mental health episodes that we've been doing, um, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, we thought it would just be a great topic, the first episode that we did. And um, then it turned into... Basically now this now third episode being recorded and just the second episode having our cousin Janae Francis, who is a psychotherapist, I thought was just great. Mm-hmm. Um, one gave us a chance to have a guest again and uh, she just dropped, you know, just gems. Honestly, if you got a chance to watch it and um, I hope that for everybody that did, you took something from it and because uh, we definitely got something from oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was able to release some of that weight, get it off your chest. Yeah. So wish that we could make that episode longer um, so that people could really hear from her and get that feedback from her and almost, in a, in a sense, have a, have a session with a really, really good quality um, therapist and then one somebody that really cares as well. Yeah. We're working on getting her a podcast of her own. Yeah, definitely. Because she, she would, I think there would be a lot of people that would benefit from getting to hear uh, from her and be able to kind of help their mental space but to like i said in our continuation just one moving forward we we covered a lot of things but we want to kind of talk about how to kind of stay in your mental space you know bettering it you know what it what it looks like because as we found out from her mental health is brain health and she talked about you go see a doctor to regulate your blood sugar you see a doctor when you sprain an ankle you should be able to see somebody that's a doctor and be able to help with your function of your brain. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely struggle with being vulnerable. I know I, I struggle with being name, vulnerable. I ain't going to name no names or point no elbows, but, uh, so unfortunately <laughs> in the first episode, I was made to talk about myself, but would love to talk about you today. Let's get into it. So, you know, you kind of talked about where you are at in the present, you know, with your mental health, but where do you see yourself like going, you know, in the future, you know, where do you see yourself headed? Where, where do you see your, your mental space heading as you, you know, still start to grow and develop? I just would, I would want it to be stronger, you know, be able to deal with things and process them and let them go mm. instead of dwelling on them. Cause that, that takes a toll on you. Mm. You know, just like we talked about last week, it your mental state takes a toll on you physically. Mm. And so it, it works hand in hand. Now, I would say, you know, because we're kind of cut from the same cloth. Do you feel like you wear your heart on your sleeve and your emotions show? I, I definitely do. I definitely do. And that's something, you know, I have to work on because you, know, you can't always do that. It's good to be able to show emotion, but you can't. Like I said, dwell on it. It's it's okay to it's it's okay to be okay with expressing <laughs> yourself. Yeah. You hear me, young man? <laughs> A 
look, we weren't making this one about me. I, I talked about some of my things, and we talk about them not on screen, okay? <laughs> you're right, you're right. But, yeah. Now, I definitely do wear my emotions, my, my feelings on my sleeve, and that's something I got to work on. Yep, guilty, 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 guilty. Um, you know, definitely kind of speak on one of the things that you we, we definitely talked about off air, which is that want and that need and that, that, that key word that creeps into, into our mind. Validation? Yeah. Yeah. Because right, I, I didn't want to say it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be one thing I would tell my younger self is to, you know, believe, believe in myself and not seek that validation from other people, whether it's, you know, your, your parents, your, your coaches, your, your friends, your, your girl, Mm. You know, just believe in yourself because if if you don't believe in yourself, you you can't perform at your your peak at your top mm-hmm. level. So, and that goes beyond the court. That's it, that's off. That's because I'm once again. I feel like I'm just raising my hand towards all of this <laughs> of just being guilty, and that's something that. It is taking me a while to finally get off of my chest and realize that, you know, that's something that I've struggled with and it has affected me mentally. It hasn't put me in a state of depression or anything like that, but it's affected me and my sports career. And it's affected me personally in terms of just um, validation at all levels. Um, and it's it's good to to recognize it now because um, it was something I didn't know that showed so heavily. Yeah. Because growing up, I, you know, definitely seek that reassurance from different people. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit, you know, in the past off air. Uh, just growing up in high school, you know, playing, playing for your pops. You know, I, I wanted that validation from him. You know that reassurance that you know I'm I'm his I'm his number one guy, but at the end of the day, I shouldn't let that deter me or you mm. know get under my skin and discourage me because it it situations like that that situation and other situations like that caused me to make decisions that I regret till this day, mm. uh, but. Would I go back and change those decisions? Yes, but they did help mold me into the man I am today. So yeah. I guess I have to be grateful for them. Yeah, and those decisions helped me get through that, and by explaining to me early how to deal with that. Yeah, and that was, I mean, I, I mean, I would say one of the main reasons why you moved down here is to help me deal with those kind of things. So for sure, um, it's funny how certain people when the right people come in your life they can really affect your mental health in yeah. a in a positive way because they add to the person you are and they help you uh, get through things that are that are sometimes really difficult yeah and you know kind of speaking on the last episode with Janae you know she spoke about a lot of mental health issues stem from childhood trauma mm. and a lot of my issues growing up were issues I had with male figures. Mm. And I can only, after she said that, I can only assume that's because of the me not having a father in my life. Mm. So I looked to my high school coach, 
your dad, hey, you coach. And when I don't get that reassurance, it infuriates me. Mm. And so, yeah. Definitely. Now, with all of those lessons that you have, because now you're, you're established, you're trying to make the next move in your career, what would you tell yourself from where you're at mentally? You know, if you could tell yourself five years later, maybe what to do and, and how to feel, like what would you say to yourself five years from now? Hmm. I'd probably tell myself, to put myself first. Mm. Because like I said, I made a lot of decisions in the past based off of other people and, you know, their feelings or, you know, this would help them. But at the end of the day, those people I made those decisions for, if they really are for me, they want me to do what's best for me. Okay. And if not, they... They not for me yet at the end of the day. Yeah. And once again, I'm going to raise my hand of like, and it's, it's funny because I, when I thought about asking you that question, it's crazy that that's what popped in my mind about putting myself first and not being afraid to make those tough decisions or, or go for that thing, no matter who tells me otherwise or what someone thinks, or maybe not thinking that people will support my decision and, putting myself first, whether that's in my basketball personal life, that it would serve me better in the long run. And like holding on to that fear of that for so long, I was just like, I, why did I, why have I done that? Yeah. I mean, it comes a point in your life where you realize that the people that really love you, they're going to support you no matter what. Mm. Even if you didn't play basketball or if I didn't play basketball, our family, our loved ones, they're going to support us no matter what. Yeah. Is it even weird to say that going into, especially the first episode, not knowing that we would touch more on to me that, you know, I almost got into a space where I was like, this is kind of, I wasn't scared to do these episodes, but I knew it would end up me having to say things on camera, maybe that I've only said to myself in the mirror or, or that I say to to myself or, or things that I pray about for people to hear. Is, is that is that crazy to think like that? Mm-hmm. Not really. I mean, because we we think certain things in our head and then we compart- compartmentalize them. We don't, we bury them. Mm. So to have this episode, it it allows them to resurface and we got to talk about them. Yeah. I'm just saying that doesn't mean that we had to put it on camera <laughs> that everybody has to know. But I think that's part of it, though, in terms Good of content. It is. And I, and I hope I hope that people can see that we're human and that, you know, you guys can relate, because I think one of the things that I heard from her, especially when she said she talked to coaches and she may not have taught as many professional athletes that the pressure of certain things, you know, she she ends up talking to them because there is a lot. And I think we all face a sense of pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, would you say, for example, do you, do you feel like you face pressures like in your job because your job is it's what you do. It's what you choose as a, as a craft. It, it's what provides you money. Do you feel like your job affects your mental health? Not really, because I, I love my job. I love what I do. But at the same time, I have a job where I don't have to deal with anybody. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't really like people. 
You're not a people person <laughs> at, all. at all. People are just rude and disrespectful. So yeah, I don't you know, know what's I'm, up I'm, with you, 21st century people. <laughs> just you know, I'm real big on disrespect, and you know, the way my temper's set up, that don't really <laughs> work with me. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, my job. I like my job. I love my job. And it, it's actually a release for me because yeah. it it gives me time to myself. I don't have to deal with anybody. You know, I just go in, do my job, and I leave. Mm. But, you know, that's my. it's actually my time to meditate, too, because I put my music on mm. and just ride. Do you feel like if the job ever became something else besides that, that you would look to do something different because... It would put you in a different mental space, probably. Because yeah. I think because people like can't said, get out of that. Yeah, because I like, like I said, I mean, I have to put myself first. So if I'm going into a job every day that's just driving me insane, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And you have to make a change at some point. You can't just keep getting on the merry-go-round. Yeah, there's sometimes you got to get off the ride. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and. Let's be honest. I mean, at the very end of the episode, if for people that watch, I mean, she came for me because I think, you know, when she talked about, you know, those wanting needs of, of things that, you know, I've always looked at a job so far as that. Does that job make me enough money? Will it will the will the will whatever I'm doing provide me with those materialistic wants and needs that I have to have? And like it obviously should not be like that. But. I'm guilty of saying, like, I mean, the first thing when I think about when I start breaking down numbers is, what can I get with it? Mm-hmm. And I figured I'm like, that's not, that's not healthy. That's not good at all. Mm. I pray the Lord deliver you of that demon. Oh my goodness. Okay, I just want, I just want the Lord to bless me with a job so I can get the card I want. Okay, everything else can be pushed aside. I just want the card that I want. It'll See, make me happy. That statement alone is is an issue. Okay, it's not as big of an issue anymore. <laughs> I don't have to have my Audi A7 that I want. But, you know, I'll settle for a Kia Stinger or a Challenger wide-body scatback. Okay. Exactly. Look, people don't be better than me, okay? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Be like him. Oh, man. I'm still growing, okay? Yeah. I- get there yeah but i would say i'm in a good or better mental space yeah so and one of the other things is and i don't know if we talked about it or she covered it but how do you deal with somebody coming to you about where they're at because i think we talked about and maybe she did about us self-diagnosing ourselves or people or parents but if someone is struggling with something, do you sit there and think that I don't need to be the one to talk to them about this? They need to go to the therapist. Or do you sit back and try to kind of see in what way you can help them? Because I think that's something that people, when you, because of the world we live in now, you, you try to offer help because you don't want to see anybody struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think you have to be able to read the room and know the person you're dealing with. Because you never know what somebody's going through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to at least be that ear for them. 
because I mean, you just listening to them alone helps. Mm. You know, if you don't have advice or if you don't have experience in whatever situation they're going through, that's understandable. And you can recommend them because, as she said, you know, if you're thinking about seeing somebody, just try it out. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I would encourage if you don't have the words to them to encourage them or talk them off the ledge, whatever it may be in a figurative (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I, as I was, as you were saying that in my mind, I was, you know, as like, you know, talking them off the ledge because I think personally and I, I, I don't want to say I figured it out. I need to definitely stop. I find myself sometimes end up offering advice to people about certain things and I need to kind of back away from that. And not because I don't think what I'm saying has meaning, but as a person that's still growing it's almost better for me to listen to them yeah. versus offer my advice and my perspective when there are genuine times where I really can't relate yeah. and there's no sense of trying your best to not lie, but just fake your way through it. Yeah. yeah. And and it not and it not be genuine to come from a genuine place and have actual factual meaning behind it. Yeah. I mean a lot of times people just want you to listen. Mm. And and a lot of times people get get annoyed when you automatically revert back to yourself. Mm. Because I mean, yeah, because they'll say to you, "Well, you didn't listen to anything I said. You made it about you." Right, right. And I and I think that's part of being in a good mental health space is that the fact if you can listen and intake somebody else's issues or problem and not feel like you have to put your spin on it or make it about you, you're in enough space to where, okay, like what I'm going through doesn't have, need to be put on anybody else or my experience. If they ask me my opinion and my thought, I can give some of those things. But if someone just was coming to talk to me and they felt comfortable enough to put those things on me, I have to just take it for what it is and hopefully listen and give whatever feedback in whatever capacity I'm actually able to, not anything above what I'm not qualified to do. Yeah, I feel like you definitely have to find that happy median of being able to talk to somebody or give them advice without saying I or me, 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 this is what I would do or this is what happened when I went through this and blah, blah, blah. There's a way to deliver something without making it about yourself. Mm. So... And one of the questions I want to ask you is because just, I mean, in all honesty of you being older, how do you feel like you've dealt with the mental health of maybe a significant other of they're struggling with something or, you know, maybe y'all both have internal struggles, but now that person is really, the conversations have been deeper. There's there, you, you do know there's more things going on and they're, they're really trying to get through whatever. How do you, do you maybe suggest that they should? Do you go together to see somebody? Because that's a line where you're talking about a happy medium because now you're talking about the person that means the most to you, maybe their mental health, but then also you have to take consideration. I may say something to them that puts maybe some division between you two. Okay, you're really trying to dig it out of me now. Okay. I, hey, I mean, you, you might mean, drop some knowledge for me. I mean, I, everybody's different, though. Okay. So you have to know 
you have to know that person that you're dealing with. Like I said before, if you know that your significant other is someone who is a physical person, they might just want to be held. Hmm. They might express something to you and, you know, are vulnerable to you and they just want you to hold them. Then you have other people where they want that that banter, that back and forth. So you just have to handle you like I said, you gotta read the room. But but let's let's be honest, reading the room is not one of the easiest things to do, and that that is something in itself that um, you know, when it comes to a relationship portion, like you kinda have to, but even you take into it real life, I think, you know, and I and I take me in a perspective of being a leader or whatnot. I've always figured out I end up, you know, with my teammates or people that I work with that I do end up being kind of a I don't want to say a voice of reason, but just like I said, sometimes just a, a soundboard and sometimes I don't even ask for it. And I do get the feeling, a sense of like, why am I always end up having to hear somebody else's problems and then talk about me? And then that's kind of how you build a relationship with somebody versus, you know, not wanting to be standoff, but people maybe see me in a light where I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how is it something like for you, if that happened to you, do you feel like it's the way you carry yourself? Is it is it the fact that maybe you really are just in a space that people see you and maybe they really think that you can help them? I don't know. That's tough because like, when I hear what people say about me, it's it's on both ends of the spectrum. Because mm. there's the group that says I'm unapproachable because I'm so standoffish. And then there's the group that says I'm so even keeled that it's easy to talk to me. Mm. So, I mean, you got both ends. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. I don't know what it is about you. I don't like talking to you. No, it's I mean, I, I I don't know why I'm seem approachable because, like I said, I've been told I'm. But you're just a naturally friendly guy, mm. so that that alone lets people open up. But in the real, we keep it real on the show. That's got to me in trouble, and I don't understand why. Why can't I just be friendly? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Leave that alone. So, but to kind of keep this in our lane, talk to me about in the in the space of mental health for our athletes that are getting to the end. Because this is a this is a three part question. If you can answer it, one of the things we're getting into the NBA playoffs. The NBA has the, one of the longest seasons. I mean, NFL's long. You know, eighteen weeks. You know, one game each week. But NBA season. Normal NBA season, hockey's hockey, hockey and baseball. Hockey's eighty-two games. Baseball's a hundred. Just for all sports, especially professional sports, long seasons. How do you, if that was you and and us knowing him, how do you stay just keep the mind fresh and not bog down and be ready to to go to the finish line? I feel like you have to keep a goal in mind. Because okay. as long as you keep that goal in mind, it's going to allow you to keep striving for it. Okay. Until until you reach that goal, so it's just like a long distance race. You you know 
the 800, you got two laps. Mm. After that first lap, you might be dead, but you know you got another lap to go, but you're not going to stop. Yeah. So. And the great, great words of Nipsey Hussle, the marathon continues. That's right. Now, second part of that, um, something that is kind of closer home to me that I, because I've had limited experience, seeing a lot of the overseas guys and women because social media, we have a platform. You know, watching a lot of my friends now that are ready to come home. And, you know, you've had conversations with Epp about being in another country and, and it's long and being away from family. How do you, y'all's conversations, what is that? What did that look like? Because, you know, talking to some of the other guys, it's just like they're two weeks for a flight to get home when you have no games, you're not practicing. Yeah. A lot of guys right now and, and ladies that are playing in Israel, it is, it is, they're on the brink of war and like, and they're like, we, they will not send them home. Yeah. Like, how do you stay sane in all of that? I feel like in that case, you just have to find things to occupy your mind. Mm. Whether that be books, reading, and video games. You know, you're you're very uh, serious about that Switch. (laughs) I mean, I I would have my Xbox over there with me. I mean, I'm PlayStation. I I, mean, I got my PlayStation Five, but I ain't taking that over there. It's a spaceship. Just. So yeah, I mean, you just have to have things that occupy your mind because if you sit in wherever you reside and you're just thinking about home, that's not gonna get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be bad for you, and it's gonna be bad for your season. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that that you just gotta occupy your mind. Yeah. Definitely, because the overseas thing is tough. They're, you're either built for it or you're not yeah. in, in that sense. If you're okay with being away from your family and you have the capacity to do things in your own time, you. So my last part is, because we've both dealt with this for sure, um, You know, take, take it back to college where your sport is your sport, but you got to worry about schoolwork and it gets to the, you know, end where you're getting close to spring break, you get a break from school, but then you got to focus on conference tournament. You want to make the NCAA tournament. How was dealing with that? Mm. Like how, like, you know, even dealing with, you were trying to play so well so you could get out of the school you were at to get to a better school. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally didn't handle that well because certain things took a backseat, mm-hmm. which you can't do that. So I would advise you kids, <laughs> don't let your your books, your education take a back seat. Uh, but I mean, nowadays they had, like the school I was at, we didn't have like tutors and study hall and all that. Yeah, had access to that. Then. We might have had study hall, I just didn't go. But... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how... They do they do that because you know I say till this day I don't know if I could have handled it mm-hmm. because I was just all basketball 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 mm-hmm. and you can't do that no you can't it's because if you just worry about basketball 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 I mean there are so many different factors when you're in school and college that go on that there's conversations that are and it's all sports that are held behind closed doors so if you just stress about things that trying to like get in your coach's head you can't yeah. he's trying to manage you and 15 other kids just the same way these professor coaches are trying to manage you and 12 other players that trying to figure out the money we pay it's it's, it's you go down a rabbit hole yeah 
So we're not even gonna talk mention high school kids. Y'all this that y'all are the most free of all. <laughs> Just enjoy life. Enjoy being between the ages of fourteen and eighteen. That's, That's right. my best advice to give you. Um but we appreciate y'all tuning in, you know, with us on kind of our journey through mental health, uh, mental health awareness month. It's been great. Had great speaker, great topics. It's turned into something we didn't even imagine. Um, hopefully we can really push these episodes because it's not even about the viewers and watching it just yeah. for people to get into a better mental health space because it really is trending. So definitely got a message that somebody needs to hear. Yep, for sure. Well, y'all already know the deal. Our social media will be in the link. Subscribe, follow, share, let everybody know. The website's going to be on there. You already know the deal. Your boy K Malone. Ryan Wilson. Till next time, y'all. See life like you see the floor.